Welcome to Well Played Podcast, a show on all things playful and joyous in education. I'm your host, Michael Matera, sixth grade teacher, author, speaker, and co-founder of EMC2 Learning, the greatest community of educators around. Well Played is part of the On Podcast Media Network, so let's check those things out. Today, we are going to dive in with this topic called In the Loop. We're at the start of the school year here, people, and a big question that I often get by educators who are starting this and and are in this time of year is how do we get students and parents in the loop of our games? Great question, and it's kind of one of these funny ones that teachers don't seem to worry about when they're gamifying in second semester, but in first semester, it's like, how do we let parents know? Which I always found an interesting sort of distinction there. But uh, for those of you that have read Explore Like a Pirate, I want to remind you that in there, there is a parent letter that I send home to parents at the beginning of the year. And I still, I mean, I've tweaked it over the years, but for the most part, it is that letter that I send home to parents even today. In fact, this past week, I sent that and my course syllabus to every parent. For those of you on EMC2, we have an awesome like gamified or game-like, it looks like a manual for your course syllabus. I used that, and then I also sent my letter home as well, uh, all via email and the response from parents on both the the letter really spoke to why you're doing this right this that it's about a sense of discovery a sense of uncovering and a growth and a focus on growth and a mentor mentee relationship between me and the student lots of parents loved it and just said thank you so much and then those that checked out the syllabus on top of that thought it looked beautiful and it's one of these things where it really shows the time you put in and as such, they, they, there, there's kind of an assumption that you must then put in that kind of time and effort into your classroom. So again, I would strongly suggest you guys using that template because again, it has, it has that nice payoff from parents that they're like, whoa, this class is different. And this teacher gives a whole heap of effort into it. So, uh, that has been really nice. That letter home sets a great tone and I think that's an important thing to sort of start off your year if you can right then I gotta say like other ways you can kind of loop parents in is with the old age-old phone call now if you teach elementary I strongly suggest call all your students just call and it can be a light phone call introduce yourself talk about Talk about your passion a little bit, right? You, you want to keep these conversations short because, you know, parents aren't really expecting them. But introduce yourself and kind of share that bit of excitement, right? Share that, like, you're so excited to go on this adventure this year with their child. It's going to be super fun. We're going to learn so much stuff. And, you know, I'm I'm just honored to to be able to do that with your son or daughter. So thank you so much for, you know, sharing her or him with us at the school so excited for the adventure this year again thank you so much and you know of course you know most parents are like oh thank you so much for your phone call that's so nice it already puts you on that different footing in that conversation when you got to kind of base it on what they ask and say and um 
you know, when they're like, Ooh, thank you so much for the phone call. You know, it sounds like it's going to be a great year. Maybe then is when you can kind of slide in a little bit of your, your game there. You know, you can kind of say, yeah, like we do things a little differently in here. I'm super excited. Uh, we have kind of a game layer that's over everything. So kids are going on quests and they're sort of learning how to be a little more independent, you know, and I, you know, I think it's just going to be a magical, fun, filled year. And, you know, that's just a great connection point. And then the third way that I really try to like onboard parents and keep them in the loop a little bit is we have at our school, and I'm sure schools kind of across the, the globe have kind of a back to school night, you know, this, this night that parents sort of come on campus and get a, a get a, get a, a window in a little bit to what your class, your school is like. Now for that back to school night, I want us to lean into what I just said. What is your class like? For years, I ran that kind of like a stodgy presentation. Um, that was kind of what we were sort of told to do. <laughs> I will admit, right? Like they, they sort of strike the fear in you that like, well, you know, you got to make sure they all understand your policies and blah, 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 blah. And a couple of years ago, I just said like, but that's not what my class is like. <laughs> And so I just decided to do it differently. And the kids, our parents come in. I have a single slide presentation that's got my name on it. It's got some fun images of kids. And it kind of has like a little tagline of, you know, how we're going to have a great year, right? They all come in, they sit down, and I introduce myself. You know, I'm sixth grade world history teacher, Michael Matera. Absolutely love it. Dream job, right? Like sell them on your enthusiasm to be right where you're at. And then, boom, uh, each of my sort of tables in a non-COVID year has a bucket of Legos. And I say, like, I want you to, oh, I'm sorry. It's not a single slide. I hit the next slide, and it's just a question of can you tell me, you know, what history means to you? What is it? what conjures up, what image conjures up in your head and build it with one handful of Legos. They all dive in the bucket, they grab a handful of Legos, pour it out and right, you got like 12 pieces. What are you going to do with 12 pieces that were randomly selected? But it's so fun to see these parents sort of do it and then I kind of go around the room and just ask like, is anybody willing to share theirs? And of course, somebody's like, look at this, it's a plane, but I think it's about moving forward or something like that. They make some sort of connection. And we all kind of laugh about like how the plane is missing a wing or whatever. And a couple other people share. And, and what this does is it gives them that glimpse into a gamified class, right? I didn't tell you the answer. And we, we, we process those answers together. And it's just a great activity to sort of let parents in a micro minute here sort of experience what it's like to be in my class. And it has gone well every year that I've done that since. And parents kind of, there's a buzz about school and how it's going to be different this year. But this is the different we've all been looking for, right? This is the different, this is, this is a chance here to, to make school not punitive, not just rewarding, but like self-rewarding, right? Like internal, like you are excited by the person you are becoming, and I think that's that's different. Okay, the like last sort of category I want to go over in this podcast here is 
students. So how do you keep students in the loop or how do you onboard those students? I could probably do a whole show on onboarding. If you want to do, want me to do that, you know, definitely hit me up on Twitter at Mr. Matera so I can kind of know what you guys are thinking on this. But, uh, all right, students, how, one of the ways I sort of get them in is one slow and steady. Don't try to force it. So some teachers really try to make it mandatory, try to like say you all like for homework must do a side quest or whatever. But like the idea behind side quest is that it's an optional thing that they're choosing. They're opting in. So keep that in mind. So slow and steady. And with that said, I think carefully, what are the components of my game that they need to know now? Uh, there's this thing called cascading information theory. It's the, if you've ever seen that stack of champagne glasses, this is what I think about. And um, your game is all those champagne glasses. <laughs> and it's like, oh my gosh, that's going to take a long time to explain. Don't be that teacher. That feels like they have to explain it all. Pour into just that top glass, the information they need right now. And it will eventually sometimes naturally trickle over into the others. Kids will ask great questions. They'll say things that they are like, well, what about this or what about that? And that all of a sudden being, gives you an opening that they're inquiring about. And all of a sudden, boom, you filled another glass. So I think through what's what needs to be in that top glass to get them started for today. And what I do is I take them to the website. So they start to get to like, here's our history website and there are things there. And right below our activity today, there is some side quests. I don't explain the side quests. They're just there. Then I explain kind of the XP, the house, and the, the team they're on, right? These are the things they know. Then we do an activity and I already fill in their XP points, not in front of them. And for those kids that kind of go back to world history and they see these buttons, right? This is where they're exploring. And one of the buttons is leaderboard. And all of a sudden they go on there and they're like, I wonder where that is. And all of a sudden, well, wham, they see all of the students' names and they all pretty much did well. So they all have 50 points or something like that. And it's like, oh, what is that about? How did we get those 50 points, right? Then they start bopping around on other things and they start seeing the side quest, right? It's this natural discovery. And they may come in the next day and say, Ms. Matera, can I do a side quest? And there might be bolder, a little more confident students who just did the side quest. And so you might actually get kids on that second, third day handing you a side quest. You might get kids asking about those side quests. But here, we fill that next sort of informational champagne glass. And that's been great. So allow that chance for discovery. Think through what needs to go in that first glass so that they can begin and they can get started. This, this is important kind of no matter how you're rolling out a game. You don't want to explain it at all. That kind of isn't the process of a class game. Really good if you're playing a board game. Hey, for the next hour and a half we're playing this. You need right now to understand all the goals and so that you can start aiming at them. This is like a year long or a semester or a quarter or even a whole unit. You probably don't need all the information day one and that's overwhelming and a little boring. And it takes away a little of the excitement of the discovery. So keep that in mind. Allow that chance for discovery. Obviously I start getting those side quests back. Then all of a sudden it's like, oh, you know, here's an item, here's a badge. And you kind of explain that to one or two kids, or you take a pause moment and be like, oh, Jennifer just got this badge. Let me kind of explain this. She did a side quest, which was optional. Thank you, Jennifer. It was really good. So Jennifer got this item. Let me explain how these items work. Um, in fact, hey, um, 
you know, Mark, can you grab that stack of little item cases? And, you know, what are, what are these? Well, you're all going to get one. And then Mark passes them out. And it's like, sweet. Uh, Jennifer, you're going to put this in your item case. You kind of explain the item to the class and how the case works now. Because we're at a point where they need to understand the case that there's nine pockets and they can't stack. Right? So you teach them those rules. And then you're like, all right, Jennifer, yours was so good. You also got this badge. And then I explain. Tape that to your front or binder. Tape it in nice little columns. Because, Jennifer, I feel that you are going to get a bunch of these. And so you want to be able to fit three whole columns. If you slap it on some sort of diagonal, it's just not going to be good. So uh, that that's kind of how that process of discovery, that cascading information theory works. I have found this to be a great onboarding for students that way. Parents, I found those kind of open like pieces for discussion, right? The letter, the phone call, the back to school night, kind of those things, the syllabus, all really work well. So thank you everyone for making well played part of your weekly stop it, this year has been a different year i'm trying more and more of these sort of one person shows i'd love some feedback are you liking the one person shows or not um i'll be honest it's pretty nice uh to, to sort of wake up and think what what can i share and kind of jot down some notes and do it i love preparing for these shows but i also love preparing for the the guest shows so i should do a guest show that's what I should do. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for being part of the well-played community. Check out emc2.com for all sorts of professional development, as well as hundreds of awesome, playful resources for your students. All right. Take care, everybody.